and they have sex. And it's so weird because she stops halfway through and is like, man, the animatronic guy is looking at us. And he says, well, let's give him a show then. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you so horny? Yeah. It's also the fact that he knows that these animatronics will kill him. Yeah. Put your dick away. These animatronics are alive. This is after the exposition scene. Yeah. Finding out exactly what happened. And he's still like, yeah, but horny. Stop thinking with your cock. Run away. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, like, they stop and look at it multiple times. Like, yeah! She's like, oh, yeah, he's right there. And, like, multiple times, he just, like, ignores it. Like, he's he's determined. He's determined to get the nut, is what he's determined for. <laughs> he really doesn't want to get blue ball, does he? <laughs> um, my, my voice is a bit raspy, so I'll do a, a little apology at the top. It's because you've been 69ing for the 69th episode. Yeah. No, it's because I've got a bit of a cold. You boring bitch. I know, I know. <laughs> right, are you guys ready? Imagine having a raspy voice for a, from a cold and not sucking cock. Oh my god, right. <laughs> I, I'm really unsure whether I want that to be the cold open or not. I'm really... I going to say, that better uh... be the cold open. If it's not the cold open, I'm just going to sue you. Hello everyone, welcome back to another installment of the Film Me In podcast, where this week we're going to film you in Nick Cage style, which means it could be good, it could be bad, but it's probably going to be weird, because it's Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, uh, Welcome to our 69th episode of the podcast. Nice. 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 Thank you. Um, And we are welcoming a very special guest, um, alongside... Me, Xander, and your lovely co-host, David. We've also got... For a second. All the way... I thought you said me and Xander. <laughs> I nearly did. I nearly did. Um, we've also got all the way from the, the, the United States of America. It is Mr. Logan Mock from the podcast, The Ups and Downs of Nicolas Cage. How are you doing, Logan? Yeah, woo! I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. That was, that was it. <laughs> you gave your own sound Logan. effects. They'll save me in the edit. Um, <laughs> he gave his own round of applause. <laughs> um, Logan, quickly, how many episodes of your podcast have you done so far? Ooh, um, last I checked, I was at 58, I think. Damn. Right, I'm going to quickly find if there's a Nick Cage film with a sex scene. Xander Lee, if you, if you do Xander Lee for your 69th episode, it'll be so fitting. Z- oh, I already did Xander Lee, yeah. That was... That, that, is, really that is also the weirdest request <laughs> I've ever heard from David. You've definitely heard weirder. Yes, I have, that's a lie, yeah. I was thinking about it. <laughs> um, so this week we're going to talk about a brand new Nicolas Cage film that came out a few uh, a, a couple of months ago. But before we get to that... Um, we're going to do some, uh, David's got some news for us, haven't you, David? Indeed I do. Do you want to um, please get so, on with it? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, honestly, there's, there's a decent amount this week, because we didn't, we've not covered it in a while. Yeah. The biggest one, I'm going to start with the big cojones. Okay. Um, Amazon have bought MGM in an $8 billion plus acquisition. Yes, this was massive. It is insane. And I 
I hate this because now I know Xander's not going to shut the fuck up about Robocop even more than he already doesn't. Yeah, because uh, MGM owns Robocop and Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos has already come out and said that they are going to be doing modern reimaginings of a lot of the properties. One of them being, he named Robocop. So we are getting yeah, another Robocop. We are Robocop. We are getting another Robocop movie. It's not going to be him directing it, David. But it's Jeff Bezos funding it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah it'll probably put loads they're of money into it. They're probably going to promote Amazon during it. I'm fine with that, mate, as long as the movie's good. Um, you lo- know it's not going to be. Logan, are there any uh, properties that, that you're excited to see come to Amazon then? Um, I, to be fair, don't really know any properties besides uh, James Bond. So I can tell you now, they uh, they now own um, Rocky, Tomb Raider, Robocop, The Pink Panther, Legally Blonde, Science of the Lambs, The Handmaid's Tale, Fargo, and Vikings. Although Vikings, I thought Amazon already had a bit of a stake in anyway because they showed it primarily on Amazon Prime across the rest yeah. of the world. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, but that that's just en- that's only just ended as well, isn't it? So I yeah. don't think they'll be doing much with that. No, they're doing spin-offs on oh, uh, Netflix and stuff. Yeah, they've wow, already okay. confirmed one spin-off. Oh, right, okay, fair. Um, I've seen none of those, so... <laughs> fair enough. I guess I don't, I don't really have anything. That is actually <laughs> impressive. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Except for Sounds of the Lambs. Sounds of the Lambs is genuinely good. James, James Bond's good. Robocop's great. What are you talking... No. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, this Robocop is... Robocop is shit. This is this is this is quite big news, and uh, I feel like it's gotten kind of swept under the rug this week. Um, but the, like you know, it's just another monopoly starting to form as Amazon starts to build their own Disney. Um, so I guess we'll see how this all pans out in the next few years. They're a bit behind, though, to be honest, aren't they? Just a little bit. Just a little just bit. A tad. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. What's the next bit of news, David? Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson is playing Craven the Hunter in Sony's latest Marvel film. Yeah, this was this a is weird actually one. Interesting. This is really interesting. I I kind of dig this. This immediately says that it's not in the MCU. Yeah. But I I I reckon he could play it good. But the fact it's the matter of the fact is it's a Sony Marvel movie. The only good one they've done in years is Spider Verse. Yeah, that's true. So. Um, I've not got high hopes, but I'm interested. I'm it, more interested in this than I am bloody Morbius. It it also makes me wondering, like, because initially they offered the role to Keanu Reeves, who is about you know Aaron Taylor Johnson's about half his age, so he's like, what kind of what kind of version are they going with with this character? Um, with, that they, they, they would that they would go from Keanu Reeves to aaron taylor johnson it's a bit of a weird one i imagine they probably thought let's skip the um the origin story and just go with an older um craven and see if like i reckon they might have been trying to do something similar to logan or something like that where it's just like an older character he's already kind of washed up yeah he's still a badass but now with them going aaron taylor johnson i reckon they're just going for a basic origin story again yeah maybe they're just not taking as many risks. Like, they were going to take a risk because they would have had a huge name attached. And Keanu Reeves is one of the most loved people on the internet in general. So, no matter what, people would go and see it. Yeah. 
Um, oh, yeah. Logan, what do you think about this? Um, I think that, I mean, Aaron Taylor Johnson, he's, he's a good actor. I don't think I've seen him anything where I thought he was bad. From what I remember of the comics, Craven, he has like one or two interesting storylines that I think they could do, but they'd have to do it like, again, like very carefully. They would have to deal with it. But I, I think that this has some promise. I think this could be a good movie, which is what you always want. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it seems like they're starting to figure out that the or the villain the characters that aren't overly their origins aren't overly attached to spider-man so like they started off with venom whose origin is li- who's so linked to spider-man that it's kind of hard to see him without so then they're, they're sort of tracking back now which is which is good Th- this could this could hopefully lead somewhere somewhere positive yeah mm-hmm. david here's with the next bit of news um this one i'm actually very happy about um, nostalgia primarily. Hocus Pocus 2 is officially coming to Disney Plus next fall with Sarah Jessica, Par- Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette Midler, and Kathy, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, so I'm not going to say it. Kathy um, Najimi? I, think, I just went back on my word. I think we mentioned this last week. No, we didn't say anything about Hocus Pocus 2. I think you did. I think you mentioned no, it and then we just moved on. We didn't do news next week. Yeah, I think we did. No, we didn't. Roll the tape, Xander. Oh, what was that? There was no news this week. Crazy. Right. Um, there we're just... actually wasn't, I don't think, as well. We're, we're going to... Oh, wait, no. One thing. Hocus Pocus 2 confirmed for fall next year. I don't fucking care right now. I'll talk about it another time. Yeah. Let's get to the next thing. We didn't... Yeah, you're not going to roll the tape because we did Resident Evil Village and we did um, Army of the Dead last week, Xander. I'm fairly sure you mentioned We it. didn't do news. One of you is correct. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> one of us is correct. Only, and it's going to be me. Only time roll the, time. Xander. Xander editor. If there's no tape, roll the tape that just goes wah, wah. And if there's not, there you go. roll one that says fuck David. Fuck David. <laughs> and then add fuck Xander if there is. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, the last... There's... Two more bits of news I want to talk about. Uh, actually, technically three. So, uh, oh, Dear Evan Hansen, the award-winning musical, um, is getting a movie, and the trailer came out. Looks really good. It does, yeah. I, I really good. For some reason, still haven't listened to anything from this musical. Uh, so, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna hold off now until I see the movie, and then I'm gonna listen to the soundtrack afterwards. But I, I have faith in this. I have faith in this. I reckon it's gonna be good. It looks really good. The other trailer that came out is um the one i'm most excited for last night in soho from edgar wright yeah uh, yeah that trailer hyped me the fuck up it's a good I'm trailer so edgar wright can uh, edgar wright hasn't failed us yet i'm i'm hoping for another one uh logan um what what did you think of these trailers um dear evan hansen i have never heard anything about it so Fair. it really it really can't um disappoint me if i watch it it's it's a bit weird that the guy playing the dear evan hansen is like 40 or whatever yeah well he was the lead in the in the in the broadway musical so okay. they've kind of just kept him 
because he was so iconic in the role, which I'm sure we'll like sort of, you know, lean into in the movie. Mm-hmm. Very, he doesn't look too old. So looks a bit old. Looks a bit old, but he's more like um like Peter Parker in the original Batman trilogy. Yeah, and he looks old in mm-hmm. that movie. Not, not, old, not as old as he actually was, though. You know, he just looks older than he should have been. Really fun fact about that uh, opening scene in Spider-Man: the teacher, you know, the bald teacher they're with, he's yeah. actually younger than most of the people in the class. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. So funny, man. The naughties uh, were the last time. one. The last bit of news, Xander. I don't. I, think this has gone completely under the radar because we have not spoken about this okay john boyega and joe cornish officially returning for attack the block two yes i did not know about this until just now what the fuck yeah crazy <laughs> i didn't know attack the block two was coming out yeah yeah they announced it um uh, about a week and a half ago now yeah oh, absolute belting big news for brits yeah Hell very yeah. like Big news to John Boyega as well. That was like his literal standout role. That's what got him fully out into acting. Yeah. Like that was the main reason I was, he's actually the main reason I was excited for the Star Wars reboot because I was like, oh my God, it's John Boyega from Tag the Block. Yeah. I love him in that movie. Yeah, absolutely. That's an absolute cracker, that movie. Yeah. That's really interesting. I did not, I never thought they would do a sequel to Attack the Block. Yeah. I really didn't think so at all. But I, I really like that. I really want a sequel to this. I want to see where they can take this. Yeah, because it was... I mean, it's not even like it's... you know, 11 years ago. You know, there's just... There's so much you can still do with it. And with this like, character. It'll be coming so. out 11 years after, anyway. Yeah. Um, Logan, yeah. have you ever seen Attack the Block? I've, I've been meaning to watch it. It's been on my list to watch for a while, but it's just... There's always been something more appealing to watch. Yeah. Fair, I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Fair enough. No, it's it was kind of a it's hard a very sell under the for radar me. movie. Yeah. When when I first watched it, I was really skeptical because it started and it was like a bunch of like you know chavs, and then you sort of get to know them as the movie goes on. You kind of start feeling for them. So it's um yeah, it's it's hard to get into, but then when, once you're in it, especially like as a as an American, it'll be really hard for you to get into it. You'll have to probably put subtitles on, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll uh, you'll settle into it and, and enjoy it for what it is. There's um, only there's one line specifically I always remember from that movie, and it's just like I want to go home and play FIFA. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, but it just like that is just Brit- that is British chaps summed up so perfectly. Yes, yes. Alien invasion going on. What do you want to do? Go home and play FIFA to like forget their troubles. <laughs> um, is that all the news then, David? I believe so. Yes, that is everything. Okay, right. So um, now that the news is out of the way and done, we can move on to our main topic, which is going to be our review and breakdown of uh, Nicolas Cage's newest film, Willy's Wonderland. Yes. Now. Yeah. We actually originally mentioned talking about this movie way back during Logan's first appearance on here, which is, which was actually so long ago. Like the first, it's been a, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been it's been, yeah, it's been so a long. long time. So um, I I think it's fair to say that we've all been fairly, fairly excited for this movie for a while, 
Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what this movie is, I'm going to uh, read the uh, the summary out from uh, from Google. It says, uh, when his car breaks down, a quiet loner agrees to clean an abandoned family fun centre in exchange for repairs. He soon finds himself waging war against possessed animatronic mascots while trapped inside Willy's Wonderland. The description on IMDb is so much better. Is it? What is it? What's that one? A quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now-condemned Willy's Wonderland. The mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fists fly, kicks land, and titans clash. And only one side will make it out alive. That makes it sound so much more fun. Yeah, that makes it sound more epic, else. if anything. Yeah, it really does. Um, And it fits the movie. So, so, so the, I'll I'll run through like the, the reviews. So this movie has a five point six on IMDb, uh, a forty four percent on Metacritic, um, but it is fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with sixty two percent, with a seventy three percent audience score. Yeah. Um. So, what 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 did what did you guys think of it, Logan? What 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 did you think of this? It was, it was what I was expecting. Um. I knew going into it, it was going to be pretty campy. It was going to be fairly tongue-in-cheek. Um, and, over, yeah, I think those ratings are fair. I don't yeah. think it's a... I don't think it lives up to, like, the Mandy or um, Color Out of Space in terms of, like, horror movies in this era of Nicolas Cage. I think it's a bit of a letdown. Very much so. I... So I, I watched this a couple of days ago, and I was really ready for it to be, like, dumb and fun. But, like, en- at least enjoyable. And this movie just was terrible. I really didn't enjoy this. Like, I, yeah. I, I found, obviously, there's funny bits in it, and there's good bits in it, surprisingly. But, like, most of the funny bits are just, just come from how bad it is and how poorly made it is yeah um, it's it's too funny to be taken seriously but then it takes itself too seriously to just be like a dumb fun movie. exactly exactly so i'm i'm really mixed on this movie I'm, and i'm quite disappointed with it uh david i feel like you have a very different opinion though I do have a very different opinion. I genuinely just enjoyed my time with it. I didn't read too much into it. I wasn't expecting almost anything from this movie. Like, I was just expecting Nicolas Cage to, you know, go insane. And he kind of does. I wasn't expecting a silent protagonist. Yeah. Which is gen... Like, that's one of the things that this movie really intrigued me with, like, the entire time. Like, casting such a standout person for his dialogue and the way he represent, like, he presents his, like, scripts. As a silent protagonist is a huge risk. And I respected the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the fact that I just enjoyed the the action bits. I enjoyed the fact that it's just a dumb, fun movie. Like I wasn't expecting literally any like act, good action, and there was actually some alright action. I wasn't expecting to enjoy watching Nicolas Cage beat the fuck out of robots, but I actually quite enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought this was this was just a a good chill time. It'd be better to like you know sit down with your mates, have a few drinks, yeah, and take the real piss out of it. But by myself with a pint, it was pretty decent. 
Well, I I watched this with uh with my with one of my flatmates, and he was also very disappointed with with the amount of like, we still had fun with it, which is why I can't really rag on it too hard. But like, yeah, it was it still felt disappointing. I only normally when we when we uh, do these kind of movies, we normally write loads of notes. Um, so and I only actually wrote one note throughout this whole movie. Um, and it was a specific line of dialogue. Uh, there is an actual line of dialogue in this movie. So it's an exchange between two people who were who were in a relationship. Um, the girl says, "It's not my birthday," and the guy says, "But I still want to see you in your birthday suit." Oh, don't! That was so bad. Beautiful. Um, Oscar worthy, right there. True poetry. True poetry. Um, the <laughs> script in this movie is an absolute pile of wank. It is dog shit. It yeah. is so dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the line that's supposed to be, like, the cool line of the movie with he's not trapped in there with them, they're trapped in here with him. It's even delivered so poorly and so cringily it's... that I just laughed at it. As soon as she said that, I was like, where's that from? My flatmate was like, that's from Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally a line in Watchmen. It's like the most famous quote from that movie. And we're like, oh shit, yeah, it's just, they just stole that from Watchmen. Ridiculous. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so we we could go into um everything individually, but you know, what we like to do here is go through the plot on Wikipedia and you know, sort of go through the movie movie play by play and pick up on anything that we thought was really bad. Are you guys up for doing that? Yeah, might as well. Yeah, let's do it. Extend the episode a bit. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Right, so, Willy's Wonderland. A quiet drifter ends up stranded in the remote town of Hayesville, Nevada, when his vehicle breaks down after running over a spike strip. Um, He gets picked up by mechanic Jed Love, who takes him to Willy's Wonderland, a once successful abandoned family entertainment centre. Owner Tex McAdoo. Th- what are these names, man? These yeah, names are think. appalling. Um, Tex McAdoo offers him work as a night shift janitor in exchange for repairing his vehicle. Um, yeah, fairly, fairly straightforward. Yeah, I think Tex McAdoo is like the most hick American name you could give anyone. <laughs> and like, he's such a stereotype. Like he's got the Texan hat on. I was going to say he's got the hat on. <laughs> he's, he's got the car with like the bullhorns on it. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's such a caricature. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost so much of a character, caricature, 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 caricature. Oh my God. There. I can't even speak. A caricature that like, it's, if it wasn't made by American people, it would almost be offensive. Mm-hmm. Like, if this was a British movie, Americans would be like, what the hell? Like, we don't all, we don't all like, like that. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, teenager Liv Hawthorne is handcuffed by her caretaker and Hayesville sheriff, Eloise Lund, due to her previous attempts to arson the building. Um, when that's, Lund leaves... That's the way they... That's the way they explain that. Arson the building, not set the building on fire, not burn it to the ground. Arson the building. To arson the building, yes. Or form. Arson the building. <laughs> mm, yes, I'm really going to arson this building. Um, Who says that? 
I thought that was when you just I thought that was when you just mooned a building. Yeah, I'm gonna put my ass on this building. Um <laughs> Laws are weird. Anyway, uh when Lund leaves, Liv's friends, Chris Mully, it gives them full names. Chris oh Mully. My God. Uh, Kathy Barnes, Aaron Powers, Bobby McDaniel, and Dan Lorraine come and release her. Um, that's th- this is the first scene in the movie when I realised that the actors are so bad. Yeah. The second these people come in, you can immediately say, "Oh yeah, they're gonna die. They're gonna die. They're gonna die. They might not die. They're definitely gonna die. Oh, they're dead. They are hundred percent dead." Yeah, they they all walked in, and I and I said to my flatmate, I said like. Those are some funny-looking red shirts. Like, they're just... <laughs> ultimate red shirt material right here. Um, I hope they wore their brown pants today. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, so, while... So, so uh, by the way, Nick Cage's character isn't given a name. He's just referred to from here on out as the janitor. The janitor. I yeah. kind of like that, though. It's a bit like with Michael Myers in, um, in the Halloween script where he's just called The Shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it adds some um, some mystery to his character. Yeah, I mean, there's mystery anyway because the guy doesn't fucking speak, so you don't get anything <laughs> about him. The guy has no character. But, but I as as a quick thing on that, like he doesn't talk this entire movie, and I think that's really interesting because, like, especially for video game adaptation. Because there's so many games with like silent protagonists, like Portal is being made into a movie, and there's a silent, that's a silent protagonist. And this movie is kind of proving that a silent protagonist can work in certain situations, but sometimes there's also just dialogue needed. Um, and I think this is one of those movies where you don't need to hear Nick Cage speak. All he, all he needs to do is grunt every now and then. We should mention here, this isn't an, an official video game movie. But it isn't actually Five Nights at Freddy's the movie. Yeah, but it it feels very heavily based on that. It's yeah. literally just we wanted to do Five Nights at Freddy's the movie, but we don't have the license to because it was sold to a huge company. So let's make a indie film where Nicolas Cage kills all the robots. Yeah, from from what I read, the Willy's Wonderland was adapted from a short um, movie by the same director called Wally's Wonderland and that was inspired by the Five Nights at Freddy's. So it's right, okay. of an inspiration. Right, okay, okay. Um so when while the janitor begins his cleaning duties, Tex and Jed leave until the next morning, but not before leaving him locked in the building. The restaurant's now withered animatronic mascots, full names again. Willy Weasel, Artie Alligator, Cammy Chameleon, Kami, 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 Chameleon. You come and go. Anyway, um, <laughs> Ozzy Ostrich, Tito Turtle, Nighty Night, Gus Gorilla, and Siren Sarah are revealed to be alive and hostile. Um, Ozzy, atta- Ozzy Ostrich attacks the janitor, but it ends up getting beaten to death by him with a mop. This is where I first started to see problems with this movie because, like, Nick Cage. I mean, I'm not sure whether he's trying so hard in this because, like, when when Ozzy Ostrich attacks him, I can't believe I'm using his full name like this. When the when the ostrich attacks him, he like he's got no expression on his face. He's just like, huh, this is a bit of a weird job. He's not like, what the fuck? Why is this thing alive? 
I can't believe this thing's trying to kill me. Once it's again, a, though, it's a add, robot. adds a bit of mystery to his character. Like, has he seen this kind of shit before? Like, mm-hmm. what? What has this man been through for this to just not phase him at all? None of this ever bothers him. No. At all. None he of is, it. He makes no impression that this is something weird that is happening to him. He's played five minutes. And it crazy. makes me kind of think... Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I knew it was fucking real. Yeah. But, like, do you think he's just gone round to different, like, restaurants like this and killed all the animatronics in the first place? You think he's just got an irrational fear of animatronics coming to life? No, because if you had an irrational fear, you wouldn't then just start killing them. You'd be like, holy shit, I was right. Yeah, it wouldn't be an irrational fear anymore. It'd be rational. <laughs> yeah. It would be just a fear. Yeah. <laughs> it's like spiders. I'm very scared uh, of spiders. Quickly, uh, I just want to point out one little thing that I just found funny on the trivia page of Willy's Wonderland. I was trying to look for what um, Logan said, and he was correct. Um, but one thing I found was like, Batman's of Five Nights at Freddy's started complaining that this was very similar to Five Nights at Freddy's. Even though Five Nights at Freddy's is basically just taking Chuck E. Cheese and making it evil. Yeah. So I find that kind of funny that there's fa- that they're annoyed about something that they like game ripped off when the thing that they like is a full rip off in the first place. Yeah, basically. Um, and also the spoilers trivia is all about Nicolas Cage wanting to give a silent horror performance or being intrigued by the fact that he has no lines or just that he has no lines. Nice. <laughs> like there's there's literally nothing in I mean... this. It's not very it's not a very high profile movie. There's not a lot of uh Yeah, there's not a lot of spoiler trivia, is there? Yeah. No. Um but you know. Pe- people just don't respect art. God. They really don't. This Martin Scorsese's race. Cinema truly is dying. <laughs> Wonderland is what's gonna bring it back to life. hmm Yes, through some sort that's of that's satanic that. ritual. Um but more on that later. Um, so, oh, meanwhile... I thought, I thought we were going into a segue of that moment. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Liv and her friends arrive at Willy's Wonderland, dousing the perimeter with gasoline until Liv's de- Liv decides to enter through the vents to get the janitor out. Inside, the janitor is attacked by Gus Gorilla in the restrooms. He kills Gus by curb stomping his face into a urinal. Um... That scene, by the way, he cleans that bathroom so well and then just fucks it up. Mm -hmm. Like, he does such a great job. Cleans it again. And then, yeah, cleans it again. This guy's on a mission. He's like, yo, I'm going to clean this place, whether if it kills me or not. (laughs) Yeah, my one of my favorite. I'm going to clean this place if it's the last thing I do. (laughs) One of my favorite things throughout the movie is the reoccurring joke where. Every time he kills one of the things and like he gets covered in like the oil, yeah, he changes his shirt every time. <laughs> yeah, really, that was really funny. I, I really like that though. That's really me too. Funny. Me too. Just the fact that he keeps on changing his shirt. It's like I'm, I'm devoted to being a member of staff of Willy's Wonderland. But he was like so devoted, in fact, that I will change my shirt every fucking time I murder something. So the guy at the start, uh, the the the. Te- Tex McAdoo Mc American man. He um he says he says make sure to take regular breaks, and so 
the janitor they put puts a timer on his watch to to give himself regular breaks and really yeah. does stick to those times, doesn't he? He's, uh... <laughs> he's literally a, there's a moment where he's about to literally defend this girl from a animatronic, but his break's about to happen. And he kind of looks at her like, break time. Uh, so, and then just hands her the knife and walks out. Like, that's. <laughs> it's like, sorry, love, it's my break time. I need my pinball machine. <laughs> oh, the pinball machine. He apparently, um, like, completely improvised every single part of that. Yeah, the. Uh, like, yeah, he was the, just actually having fun playing on a pinball machine. That dance is so weird, by the way, on the it's pinball like, machine. <laughs> it's up there with, like, the dance from Spider-Man 3 for me. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. So stupid. Um, oh, shit. Uh, spoilers for this movie. I should probably say that. Shouldn't I? Is anybody really bothered about spoilers for Willy's fucking Wonderland? So It's a bit late. I mean, It's a, it's a bit late, yeah. Um, he's already killed two he's already, Yeah, he's already killed two of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway uh, in the vents Liv is chased by Artie Alligator but she escapes into a fairy themed room where Siren Sarah attacks her Ooh. Mm. Um, Liv manages to fend off Sarah and encounters the janitor this by the way total bullshit she gets like dragged up dragged up into the sky or something and then drops right in front of Nick Cage gets up and is like right I managed to fight her off it's like when the fuck did you manage to do that? You were losing so hard. And you've just come out of nowhere, love. You're not a scratch on you. What the fuck is this movie? Um, This was, yeah, sure. by the way, this was made for the same amount of money as Get Out. Oh, You know what? I believe it. Yeah. Just to, just to let you all know that. Um, so... Um, really rough for Gao. This is a masterpiece. Um, the janitor ignores Liv's warnings about the animatronics and refuses to leave the building. Um, outside, the teens climb the roof, which collapses, causing them to fall into the building. They all fall in the same ball pit, even though they were on the opposite sides of the roof. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed. Yeah. Was like that, this must be either be a really fucking big ball pit or a really really small roof. Yeah, that was a weird mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, there's a couple moments like that where like, like the people are really far apart, like really close, and then like they cut to the next scene and like they change like so much in between scenes. There's there's a few moments like that throughout. Yeah, it definitely yeah, feels like this movie. This movie was supposed to have some reshoots, and then they forgot to do the reshoots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While the janitor cleans the kitchen, Liv explains to him that Willy's Wonderland was originally owned by Jerry Robert Willis. And here's the uh, here's the exposition, guys. You ready for all this? Oh. Um, yeah. Like, oh my god! I remember I was sat here, and like the the exposition scene goes on for like three minutes, and it keeps cutting back to her in the room, which means that they all that all the actors had to stand around while she just this awful actress. God bless her. She's trying her best. <laughs> is just reading this like probably three pages long worth of just exposition. Mm-hmm. And it's just so yeah. boring. It's so boring. Um, so I would, I almost wish like they didn't explain it at all. Yeah, like there's just like no explanation. Like this is just happening. Yeah. See, 
I would have liked that, but I would have liked more like hints towards why it happened, and then at the end, it's like, boom, Willy's Wonderland is a demonic fucking ritual place. Um, so we've we've sort of alluded to it, but I'll uh, I'll go through this. So. Jerry Robert Willis, a notorious serial killer, along with his psychotic cannibalistic partners, who often murdered unsuspecting families for pleasure, um, they were they eventually were discovered by the police. They committed a satanic ritual to transfer their souls into the animatronic characters. And then, when she finishes this um, this sort of speech, um, several animatronics come to life and start attacking the group. Um, in the ensuing chaos, nighty night impales Aaron with a sword. Um, and that led to my, my, probably my favourite shot in the whole movie, with which uh, I had to actually rewind it and watch it again. When so, so he stabs this guy, and he pulls the knife out, and then there's blood on the floor. And one of the other guys walks over to the pool of blood, right in front of the knight, and <laughs> slips over, full pratfalls, like he slipped on a banana peel, as the knight swipes the sword. And he's not even doing like a smooth, cool small, slow motion thing. He's just really... He just looks really bad and cheap. <laughs> and it's so dumb. That's and, why I love it though. It's a really bad moment. And it's so fun to watch. Yeah, that moment really, really made me laugh. Um, But there you go. You know, it's the little things. Oh, yeah, it's the little things. The ones that make you realize this is a dumb movie. And that yeah. you should laugh at it. Yes. Did you not realize this was a dumb movie going into it, knowing the premise? I. <laughs> there had been all right video game in, uh, adaptations. I thought that this would like lean into the ridiculous side of it more than it did. Yeah. Um. Okay. Where was I? Um. I need to start highlighting things. Uh, Siren Sarah and Tito Turtle pursue and devour Dan in a really hard-to-follow scene, which is, like, all strobe lighting. Yeah. And it just doesn't work, because they keep appearing in and out of the frames. This movie definitely needs a, um, like, photosensitive epilepsy warning because of that scene. Like, that bit was, like... I don't even, like, suffer from that, and that was sending me under a little bit. Yeah, Like, that was really hurting my head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. Um... And Artie Alligator mauls Kathy and Bob to death. So, so Kathy and Bob are in a relationship. Um, and they decide as soon as they get into this building that they didn't want to go into because they knew they would get killed by animatronic um, demons. They decide to nip off for a quickie. And so they go into this bedroom. They have that discussion about, I want to see you in your birthday suit. And they have sex. And it's so weird because she stops halfway through and is like, man... The animatronic guy is looking at us. And he says, well, let's give him a show then. It's like, what the fuck yeah. is wrong with you? Why are you so horny? Yeah. It's also the fact that like, he knows that these animatronics will kill him. Yeah. Put your dick he away. Knows that these animatronics are alive. This is after the exp- exposition scene. Of yeah. Finding out exactly mm. what happened. And he's still like, yeah, but horny. Stop thinking with your cock. Run away. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, and, and like they stop and look at it multiple times. Like, yeah, she's like, "Oh yeah, he's right there," and like multiple times, he just like ignores it. Like he's he's determined. He's determined to get the nut. 
is what he's determined for. <laughs> he really doesn't want to get blue balled, does he? <laughs> <laughs> that, by the way, that screaming did not help my uh, my sore throat. So here we are. Um, <laughs> don't get a podcast, kids. It's not worth it. Right. Um, <laughs> kids are not listening to this podcast, Sander. Oh yeah, I hope they weren't listening to that last conversation. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, and if you were. Your parents are doing something wrong. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so the janitor manages to kill both Nighty and Artie with Liv's help. Stalked by Cami Chameleon in an arcade, Chris calls Sheriff Lund for help. She goes there with Deputy Evan Olsen upon finding out that Liv is in the restaurant. Uh, on the way, Lund reveals to Evan that after Willy's Wonderland was shut down, oh, more exposition, fucking great, just what this movie needed... Uh, the animatronics continued murdering people around Hayesville until she, Tex, and Jed made a deal with them. Over the years, they tricked stranded drifters into cleaning up the place, offering them as sacrifices to the animatronics in order to stop their killing spree. Uh, Liv's parents were among the victims, and a guilty Sheriff Lund adopted her. Um, so, basically, like, these... Everyone in this movie is kind of shitty. Apart from... yeah. The main girl and Nick Cage, I guess. Although he could be a shitty guy. We just don't know. You don't know, though. Yeah. Or, as far as we know, he's helped them. I mean, for all we know, the reason he was so eager to get out and actually, like, carry on with this is because he had, like, a child in his boot or something. Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, he, the car was fixed up. Sorry, him, though, sorry. Right? In his trunk. Oh, okay. What? Also, <laughs> once again, Sander. Wait, Logan, did you actually think you've actual fucking shit? I don't know. It's. I don't, I've never heard a trunk called a boot. I thought you were. That was a British phrase of like. Just like putting a child in your boot. Whatever. <laughs> also, once again, Sander, that is actually completely ridiculous because the car was fixed up. It was literally gone. For the entire 12 hours he was there. I think the guy who picked him up, one, wouldn't have cared. Probably would have fed the kid to the fucking animatronics. And two, would have found the child. Oh. Then, I, I don't know then. He's unless probably he wasn't right trying then. to... Unless he wasn't trying to fix the trunk. He could have just ignored it. Yeah. Yeah, but like the kid probably would have started banging on... Like The kid's not going to sleep through the 12 hours, is he? Did anyone hear that? Did anyone hear that uh, that banging noise? No? Never mind. <laughs> Did anyone hear that help me I'm only a child stuck in a boot? Sorry, a trunk? Did anyone hear that? Nope. Okay, never mind. Just me. That I was pretending to be one of the mechanics at the place. That was It was it. only one mechanic. Well you don't yeah, know. The town's got like ten people. <laughs> literally like oh sorry fucking joke ru joke ruined then sorry about that guys <laughs> anyway fucking hell wait <laughs> now nah, he pissed me off now let's read this right okay when the <laughs> <laughs> um when when the janitor and Liv arrive at the arcade cammy snaps chris's neck killing him um yeah that's what tends to happen when you snap someone's neck god damn this wikipedia yeah page. usually that happens um <laughs> The jet. I'm. 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 Just, I don't know why now. I'm just in a bad mood with this movie. This movie can fuck off now. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a shit score as well now. Um, 
<laughs> Lund handcuffs the janitor and leaves him to die as Evan takes Liv away. Um, oh, that that's where he that's where we have that scene where uh, Nick Cage gets his break and then leaves her to fight this chameleon thing, animatronic, mm-hmm. and then comes back and and beats her up and then it's all good in the end. Um, yeah, so the deputy takes Liv away. Uh, while driving, Evan is attacked and killed by a stowaway, uh, Tito the Turtle, um, who gets beaten down by Liv with Evan's shotgun, and then she escapes. And she escapes in the weirdest way. She, So she, she beats up this guy, and then the police officer is there, dead on the floor, um, who has the keys to the car, and then she decides to just hobble back instead of taking the car that's right next to her. When the- I, I hate to defend this movie, oh, but dear. I think the Taito, the Turtle, whatever his name is, I think there was a scene where like he threw the keys behind him like into the woods. Yeah. You so could have like, just looked for the keys. It probably would have saved her more time. I mean, looking for keys in woods? And I don't think you're going to... You're not going to have much, you know... Yeah. You're not gonna have much luck. Fine. And there's also she doesn't have a flashlight. Fine, I'll retract yeah. my statement. I'll retract my statement. Yeah. Um, back at the restaurant after the janitor kills Sarah and Cammy, um, which is which is a weird scene because it's it's done to the 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 sound of head, shoulders, knees, and toes. I hated and loved that so much. It's so bad, but it's so funny. Mm-hmm. I like, think it's just bad. <laughs> it's the fact that he kicks the jukebox like fucking... Um, Fonzie. The cool guy. Yeah, that's it. Hey. And you're expecting, like, you're expecting some epic music to start playing. And then headshots. And so it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense, though. That was my entire thought. But I was like, why is this playing? Although it makes sense, it is a fucking kid's birthday place. It is. Yeah, it I like the music. I I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought that was a really fun like choice for that. Um, so, um, an enraged Sheriff Lund tries to lure Willie Weasel to kill him, uh, only for Willie to come to life and tear her in half, which was really funny because. Was hilarious. It was really obvious that that was going to happen, and then it happened, and it still gave me a chuckle. Um, <laughs> Willie and the janitor fight each other until the janitor overpowers Willie and rips his head off, killing him. The next morning, uh, Tex and Jed return to the building and find it completely clean, with the animatronics d- destroyed. Uh, the janitor receives his repaired vehicle and invites Liv to accompany him. By the way, she took all night to get back. It took a long way. It ex- look for the keys then. Oh my god! <laughs> they were in the fucking woods, Xander. Honestly, man, she would have found the keys by the time it would have turned that point. So either way, she would have gotten there at the same time. Shocking. Zero out of ten for this movie. Anyway, um. Oh, shit, where was I up to? 
Um, the janitor receives his repaired vehicle. Oh, yeah, I've read that. And invites Liv to accompany him. While Tex and Jed discuss planning to reopen Willy's Wonderland, Siren Sarah, who had survived her brawl with the janitor, uh, suddenly appears and sets their car on fire with gasoline. All three are killed in a massive explosion that also destroys the entire restaurant. As the sun rises, the janitor and Liv drive out of the town, running into and killing a wandering injured Taito turtle along the way. And then it ends with like a weird Looney Tunes like circle around the car. Mm-hmm. Sort of wipe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why did she go with him? I mean... That was one thing I was very confused about. Like the fact she just suddenly got in the car. He didn't give any indication for her to get in the car. I mean, he all... just got in the car and then she got in after him. I mean, all yeah. her friends are dead. Her family died at the start and her carer also died at the end of this movie. So she's got literally nothing left. Um, so it's probably like just, you know, safer to go with him because then at least she's got a place to sleep because wherever he sleeps, I'm sure she'll get a bed next to him or whatever. If we get a sequel to this movie and it opens no. with Nicolas Cage good God, murdering I, her. Good God, I hope not. I would like to see one, but at the same time, I don't want this <laughs> one. No. I... I think it would be interesting if they did do a sequel because, like, it's not confirmed that the the souls of those people were killed. It's just the animatronics were, like, destroyed. They can no longer inhabit that body because there's no, bo- there's no body to inhabit. So it'd be interesting if, like, they inhabit the, you know, whatever's nearby or, like, the corpses or something. Um... It, could be, it could be a cool idea for a sequel, but I definitely don't think it's going to happen. This movie made no money. Oh, so money-wise, the movie cost five million, as mentioned earlier, and it only made four hundred eighteen thousand dollars. How was Gross USA worldwide? Is four hundred thirty-one thousand dollars? Well, <laughs> fuck me, right? I know, right? Um, yeah, this. I mean, you it's can't. It's really funny that the US actually went, like, during a pandemic, though. Listen. That's not that bad. Yeah, let, let's give that as an excuse, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. For why, for well, why yeah, this, you can say for the why, exact same about the, the fucking Tenet did horribly in the cinemas as well, for, but you can say for why this, pandemic. For why this bad movie didn't make that much money. Um, yeah, but then again, during a pandemic, enough people may, went to go and see this movie. Um, this was actually, I, I was looking up at like the director and the writer, um, the writer, this is his only movie that he's written and the director hasn't done, hasn't done even for like 14 years. Yes. And all the other things on here, the highest one had like an, on IMDb, this is had like a rating of like 4.6 or something. This is highest rated movie. This is his highest rating with like 5.6. But now because of this, he's also got like three other projects in the works. Yeah. He's got The Accursed Dark Country and Glutton. Yeah, now this ain't... I'm pretty sure all all of these are horror. Yeah, now man, this... Yeah, I really did not enjoy this in the slightest. I mean, that's that's not true. I did enjoy it a bit. But like, (laughs) he's not good. I can't, yeah. in good conscience, recommend this movie to anyone. If um, you're drunk, I can recommend it. Yeah. 
Yeah. O- overall, though, like, the acting is atrocious. The script is bad. And the only saving grace is that Nicolas Cage is, you know, weird Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Any kind of... He beats up some animatronic puppets. That's how we like him. Yeah. And some of the moments are so bad they are kind of funny. So like, there's that. But I can't... I can't give this a positive score. I think I was sat between like, it's like a five for enjoyment and like a three as a movie. So I'm landing on a four. Four out of ten. I was going to give it a five, but then I saw the poster that says um, 2020 isn't over yet, kids. Yeah, I've just seen that. And and I realized that it was released in 2021, and that bumped it up to a six for me. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Um, David, what would you give this out of ten? I think a six is a good middle ground for me. Like a six is I enjoyed this movie more than you both did. Yeah. I genuinely had a bit of fun with it. I I'm also biased towards Nicolas Cage, and I also like the ideas this movie brings forward of the um, like the cult kind of side of it, and the how brave it is to have a silent protagonist in a yeah. movie of all things, mm-hmm. and have the silent protagonist have the most screen time in the film as well, not just like. They're there every now and then, and then they're a mute as well. Like, Nicolas Cage is in almost every scene in this film. And he's, he doesn't say a word. It's really interesting that they got one of the most high, you know, profile actors in the world, really, to play a silent protagonist. I think that's a, that's very brave, and I've got to give them, you know, I've got to give them props for that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm giving this a six. Um, Six? Wow, fair. Um, Logan, I know this is something you like to do on your podcast, um, but as, so we've rated it as a movie, how would you rate Nicolas Cage's performance? Hmm. Nicolas Cage's performance, it's, it's a tough one. I think I would give him a seven that's closer to an eight than a six. Yeah. I think that, um. Definitely the silent protagonist is a great addition to the um, movie. I think in some scenes, Nicolas Cage could have just pushed it a bit further. He could have done a bit more with it. but Maybe had some expression. Yeah, that would have um. been nice. <laughs> but overall, the screaming really could have gone better as well. Mm-hmm. Like every now and then just hearing him scream as he's murdering something. Would have made it a little nice. Um, so a, a a seven, okay. Um, David, what what are you feeling? I'm I'm going the same seven. Um, once again, like if I was if I was to ever be a psychopath and do a um, a point system, it would be closer to an eight than a seven. But I'm gonna go seven because that's uh, you know, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I'm go with a low thing. I was I was also leaning towards a seven. I was like, oh, is it an eight? But then I was like, he doesn't really. Show much if he had said throughout. one thing, it would have been an eight. Do you think? Yeah. Mm. If he, if he had a ti- a little bit of dialogue, I was I was honestly then it would have been an eight. I was honestly waiting for him to have like some big one liner right in the final moments. 
Um, but no, nothing. I, yeah, absolutely. Imagine silence. if he just said like, "As he killed Willie, like playtime's over." Yeah, that's the only line in the yeah. movie he says. Yeah. You can imagine in the bloopers. Like, you can imagine in the bloopers he fucks it up. It's like, <laughs> the the one it's line like he has to learn. He's like, "Line, come on, Nick." <laughs> You wrote this yourself. Also, playtime has finished. Fuck. Um, m- most of this budget probably did go to Nick Cage, right? Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. 90% of this budget went to Nicolas Cage's pay. Because he, he, he has to get paid a decent amount. For yeah, sure. Definitely. Um, There you go. Does anyone else want to make any more comments on this bad movie? Uh... Nah, it's, I've, I've said everything I wanted to say. The main thing I, I, I wanted to commend this movie for was the side protagonist, bringing the idea forward that a side protagonist can work in the movie if done right, and this done, this movie kind of did it well, just not perfect. Like, a bit more expression from the actor would have been nice. But, yeah, it made me think as well, though. Like, imagine Nicolas Cage was like Gordon Freeman from Half-Life in the movie. I've never played that game. He's a silent protagonist. There's nothing for the entire series. Great, great. That's that's. Exciting. I think I reckon that'd be fun. I think that'd be pretty funny. Um, Logan, any final comments? Um, I, I wish they had um, just fully leaned into the fact that Nicolas Cage is punching robots. They took themselves too seriously, and I think that hurt them. Hmm. I think the scene where um, Nicolas Cage is slapping a gorilla in a bathroom is what the entire movie should have been. <laughs> but they oh, yes. half of Nicolas Cage just slapping the shit out of a gorilla. I probably would have done better. <laughs> yeah, you call, you, you call the movie like Harambe in Hell or something like that. Oh, fuck off now. <laughs> it's been five years today, guys. Oh, Since he was cruelly taken. Anyway, um, it all went downhill from there. <laughs> um, so there you go, Willy's Wonderland. Um, we, we've we've sort of gone through it. Um, if if you're still interested in checking it out, um, it's available on like you know, and everything. Just go check it out if you want. Um, also, if you wanted to get the Willy's Wonderland shirt, that's official merch for this movie. Geez. The only merch for this movie is the shirt. I learned this before I watched it. And before the movie came out, Jesus Christ! Don't know, right? don't wear a Willy's Wonderland t-shirt. <laughs> go go around wearing a Willy's Wonderland t-shirt. It's the most niche reference you can make, and it's hilarious. So, hey David, hey Logan, hi, hey baby. I'm not gonna continue it just for noise, Amber. Thank you. It's it's not even. I don't even find it funny. I don't know why you still do this. <laughs> It's because, like, I like the song, okay? Um, what, do you guys want to maybe sell me a movie or a TV show or a game or a music or a book if you're a nerd? All right. Amazing. <laughs> Should I? Oh. <laughs> like it's just the like most... <laughs> I, I make it so awkward on purpose. It's great. You really do. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm going to sell you a movie. <gasps> Exciting. All right. Here we go. No I way. Get, I got to get in the character for this. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, do you like movies where the protagonist doesn't have a name? Yes. Sure. 
do you like um i haven't forgotten the director's name <laughs> it's it's not james cameron but it's the other jc john carpenter do you like <laughs> yes yeah. john yes carpenter? i do well, i really have, do have i got a movie for you it's called uh they live I've been. I've I heard a lot really about this. To watch this. Heard a lot about so it. So long. It's 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 a bit of an older movie, granted, um, but I rewatched it recently and I forgot how. Uh, but it is. It's really good. Uh, basically, the main character is just this dude. There's no name. Um, he finds this pair of sunglasses puts it on and then he sees the world as it actually is a bunch of humans are actually these gross looking alien creatures and like um they're manipulating people to like consume to breed to conform to like the status quo like their subliminal messages it's a really good movie there's some great action scenes in it um the acting is fair um and overall it's a uh really really good movie amazing nice. amazing what how much would you sell it for if you were to get us to buy it right now how much would i sell it for well that's a simple question uh 12 bucks oh wow fair enough fair enough wait hang on hang on let me let me just do this dollars to pounds well, it's 10 quid, Zander. It's like 10 quid. 12. For like £10.30. £8.46. Oh, shit. The... That is cheap. £8.46. Fair enough. £8. Yeah, 8 eight quid. That, that'd be part of the 2 for 13 deal at HMV. Yes, oh, David? It would be. Cool. Cool. That Th Thank you. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. David, are you selling me something? Zander. Uh... I am going to sell you a movie and a book. Wow, two two sellings. I don't think I have enough yeah, money yeah. for this. Is that legal? Uh, no, it isn't, but I'm going to do it anyway. J James isn't here, um, so he's allowed to. Yeah. Um. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hi, James. How you doing? He's definitely not listening. Um, I'm going to sell you the movie is Alex Strangelove on Netflix. I've seen this movie. It is really good. Um, to is it though? Like, read the synopsis. I really enjoyed it. Ah. Um, read the, to read the synopsis. A high school senior plans on losing his virginity to his girlfriend. Things get complicated when he meets a handsome and charming gay kid from the other side of town who unwittingly sends him on a roller coaster journey of sexual identity. It's basically just a um, teenager who has been internally homophobic for so long because he was bullied as a kid about like being gay and everything that he refuses to admit he's gay and then when he finally meets somebody who he's genuinely attracted to and genuinely fancies he starts to realize more and more that he is actually gay and it's a it's a really it's a really nice little story like the guy is a bit of a bit of a dick every now and then he, he does some questionable shit but you know it's it's just a nice fun little movie about like you know coming to terms with your own identity and coming to terms with who you actually are, and trying to explain to people that being gay isn't just a phase. It's not just a random thing that you that props up. It's something that you you know you realize after a long time, or you just know immediately and you come to terms with immediately if you are brave. Yeah. So I've 
I have seen this movie. It's on Netflix. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, the message is good, you know, obviously. Um, and I think the main guy is all right. But what I didn't like is the the guy he dates. Like, the, the gay guy that like, yeah. sort of he gets with. I don't like him. Yeah. Because he felt very much like like he was forcing him into this. He was pushing on him. Yeah, and it felt no, really No, I 100% weird. agree with that. It, yeah. it did feel weird that he was kind of pushing a gay agenda onto him. Yeah. Which I didn't enjoy, but it also... I think it's more of the fact that he kind of knew that Alex was gay in the first place, and he was just trying to help him come to terms with that. But at the same time, it really did feel like he's pushing it onto him, and he's just trying to force it onto him. Especially in the scene later on where he's like come over here gets him on the bed this and the other yeah and when they go out like basically on that date yeah like it really does feel like that but i think that's more just the way that the actor presented it rather than the movie's fault like i think the script was fine but i think it's the way that the actor read it he read it in a bit of a weird way and presented it in a bit of a weird way yeah Fair enough, fair enough. I don't know. Like, I, I, I agree with that, though. I 100% agree with the way that he kind of acted with him. Um, but the message as a whole, fantastic. It, it's a very good representation of kind of what it is like. Yeah. Especially with the internal homophobia. Um, What would you give this... Uh, what, how much would you sell it for, then? Sell it for, like... I'd sell it for, like, a fiver on DVD, like, seven quid on Blu-ray. Okay. Okay. Hang on. Oh, he's converting it to dollars, isn't he? Ah. Uh, no. I'm gonna say a ten I'm gonna say ten bucks. Maybe nine forty six. It's nine ninety three. Fuck! Oh, so, so close. close. So close. close. No matter how the, far. Uh, I appreciate the uh, translation. <laughs> nope. No any any I time. I don't know what a quid is. A- anytime, anytime. Um, did what you also say you wanted to sell me a book? Uh, yes. A, a book because um, you're a nerd. A book because I'm a nerd. This is like the first so, time we've ever um, recommended a book on this podcast. No, it really isn't. I've recommended books a lot of times. You just don't know how to read. Book recommendation? I can't read. Yeah, <laughs> that's an actual real thing, though, Zander. I genuinely believe you cannot read. I actually can read, I promise. Anyway, continue. Prove it. Recommend a book next week. Um, okay, so the book I'm going to recommend is, once again, as I've recommended many times before, a Skullduggery book um, in the Skullduggery Pleasant franchise. But it's actually a bit of a different one. It's not like one of the main series books. It's not a main story. It's called The Skullduggery Present Grimoire. And it's basically acts as like a law book that just builds the world a lot more about stuff that we just haven't heard about and st- if we have heard about it expands it more than what the actual book that it was ca- that it came from could because obviously it had to progress the story more and it's really really interesting so far i've read like a few little excerpts from it and i'm trying to not read too far because i haven't actually read the most previous ones so i'm trying to avoid any spoilers for them um but so far what it's presenting is genuinely really interesting it's also bringing up characters that exist in the universe but the books won't really like go into because they aren't you know a part of this story that the writer has in place in his head 
So he's thinking, I I like these characters that I've thought of. I can't really put them in anywhere. So I want to show people these characters still. I want to show fans these characters that they could have seen. And it brings out like little illustrations. There's a comic in there as well. Of just like a small little adventure that the uh, two main characters go on. It's genuinely really good. I'm really, really enjoying it so far. I've read like a few pages of it. I've read um, a few excerpts. And it comes with a little note from the writer just saying, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing, but I hope you enjoy anyway. Mm. So, yeah. Cool. Thank you very much for that. How much would you uh, yeah. How much would you sell it for? Uh, it's a brand new one. Um, it's a law book. It's pretty big. I've got the hardback copy, and it feels great. So about, I'd say about 13, 14 quid is... Uh, I put, I put 13, 50 in. And it came up with nineteen dollars sixteen cents. That probably sounds about right, considering I know books are a bit more expensive over there. Yeah. Cool. Reading. Uh, that, thank you, David, for your for your. I mean, your you guys did name fucking Harry Potter to like to the Sorcerer's Stone instead of philosophers. You guys did do that. It's more sense. A philosopher talks about like, oh, we're all dead. But yeah, but it was alive. a philosopher who made it. It, it wasn't. Was. A, they're all sorcerers. But yeah. sorcerers. Every magic. single one of them is a sorcerer. No, some are witches and some are warlocks. <laughs> they're all wizards, <laughs> and wiz- all wizards are sorcerers. But listen, okay, I'm not gonna. Argue with <laughs> Try and argue. This try, will turn into a new podcast. Ma, ma, man's trying to argue Harry Potter with two British guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, fine. Then we can talk about the cursed child if you really want to. Oh no! I've no. Yeah, you can fuck off. <laughs> really don't want to talk about that. Should we just should we just bring up J.K. Rowling's fucking Twitter at this point? I'm gonna move on. <laughs> um, I'm gonna sell you guys. So so I. Uh, I was going to show you guys uh, a movie this week that is brand new in the cinemas, but instead I'm going to do a full review of it next week. Um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to what we're doing next week. I'll go more into it at the end. Um, but the movie I am at, I'm going to sell you guys a movie. Um, and it is a movie that I... Uh, I mean, my dad's uh, told me about it before, and I hadn't seen it, but I came across it on Amazon. It was right after I finished watching Willy's Wonderland. And me and my flatmate were in the mood to watch kind of like a, a weird horror movie. And we came across Peter Jackson's directorial debut, Bad Taste. Have either of you seen or heard of this? No. I've heard of it, it, but I've never seen it. So, Bad Taste was made in 1987. And it cost a... What was the budget now? Oh, I've put in Bad State. Fuck's sake. You. I'll, cu- I'll cut this out. Oh, I just searched it oh. up. Oh my, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Um. What? What? You could say Xander has bad okay. taste. <laughs> so, so the budget was two hundred thousand New Zealand dollars. Which, hang on, let's figure this out. Ooh. New Zealand what, dollar. Like Twelve quid. Two hundred thousand. It's like a tenth Which is $145,000. And... So probably about 122k. Where's the British the pound? GBP. Where... Oh, crap. This is so hard to manoeuvre. It's not worth it. It's not worth the joke. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm so, going to Google it. 
it was directed by Peter Jackson, his very first movie over in New Zealand. And it's about a small town in New Zealand. Um, a The population of a small village disappears and is replaced by aliens. Um, and it's about these this group of guys who go in, like they're working for like the CIA or something, and they have to go in and figure out what's going on and hopefully stop it. So the movie starts out quite slow, and it's like, oh, who are the aliens and stuff like that? What are they up to? And then once they find out, this movie is fucking nuts. So it turns out these aliens are here on the planet to, to, to take loads of humans home uh, to start up a, an, intergalactic, an intergalactic fast food chain where aliens eat humans. Huh. Honestly. It's also, it's basically £100,000. Thank you for that, I David. googled it. Um, this movie is so weird and so bizarre and so cheap that I kind of love it. This is, like, this is so bad it's good. It's got that, like, real campiness to it on purpose, clearly. And it does that really well while also still being really cheap and sort of succeeding in that sense as well. It's really, really weird. But, like, we had so much fun watching it. There were so many moments that we stopped and, like, paused it to rewind it and watch again to make sure we'd seen the right thing. Like, this one guy has, like, a, a hinge on the back of his head because he's, like, cracked his head open and bits of his brain keep falling out, so he has to keep picking it up and putting it back in and, like, taping up his head and stuff like that. There's, like, there, there's a there's a moment towards the end where someone shoots a rocket launcher through a house and it goes in one window out a hole in the wall, and then blows up a sheep in a field. It's like, the movie is absolutely bananas, but I really, really had fun with it. And honestly, would recommend it for your next movie night. If you've got some friends over, watch Bad Taste. You, I guarantee you will not have a bad time. Um, mm. It's probably quite hard to find. I found it on Amazon Prime. Uh, so, I'm, you know, over here, over in England, it's kind of easy to find, I guess. But, like, if I was to sell it on, like, DVD or whatever, it'd probably be for, like, four quid. Because it's, you know, DVDs are kind of cheap, but also, like, it's might be harder to find because it's quite old at this point. Yeah. Yeah, four quid sounds about right. And, honestly, a couple of bevies and this movie equals, like, the best night in. Logan, bevies means pints. A.K.A. Bears. Ah, uh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It's a beverage. A, a beverage. A beverage. No. I see. A beverage. There um, you go. That is it. Oh, my God. Voice crack. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That is it. Thank, there you go. We, we did it. We did a podcast. Um, yes. We did. Um... Thank you so much for everyone for, for listening. This is the end of the podcast now. Um, one million huge thank yous. One bazillion thank yous to Mr. Logan Mock all the way from the ups and downs of Nicolas Cage. Logan, um, thank you for being here. Where, where can the people find you? 
Where can you find me? Well, um, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, also Instagram. Uh, just search up the ups and downs of Nicolas Cage and you'll find me. You'll find the podcast that I do, which is the ups and downs of Nicolas Cage. It's a whole lot of fun. We talk about Nicolas Cage. And by we, I mean it's just me doing it because no one else would agree to. <laughs> I would have done it with you. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't know if anyone, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I don't think anyone else has the resolve, the resolve <laughs> to do what I'm doing. You know how much I enjoy watching Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> there, there, a lot of them are entertaining, but there's definitely like a few that just sink you down. I mean, I have seen like Ghost Rider 2 before. So I'm aware of David, this. David, why are you trying to apply for a job? I'm right here. <laughs> because like, I'm, I want, I'm wanted to upgrade. I want a promotion. This is like chatting someone. Can't go up, anywhere in this company. This is like chatting <laughs> someone up at a bar when your partner's right next to you. What are you doing anyway? Well, I mean, I've chatted somebody up at a fucking like. I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you right now. Like I'm gonna stop you before you carry on talking. Right, <laughs> David. I guess thanks for being here, but now I'm regretting it. <laughs> Yay! I made Xander regret stuff. Um, and also, thank you, Xander, for being here. You're very welcome, Xander. Next week, we don't need to thank you. You fucking own the thing. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, next week, um, we're, we're doing we're doing something kind of fun. We're doing um a look back on the Conjuring films because the new one came out. The Conjuring, the Devil Made Me Do It. Is it good? Is it bad? Xander went to go and watch it. So uh, I will bring you your full review of that. Spoiler free, obviously, because David hasn't seen it yet. Um, but we'll also be doing a look back on Conjuring 1 and Conjuring 2. We're not watching the Annabelle films or The Nun, because fuck you, that's why. Um, or The Curse of La Llorona. Or The Curse of La Llorona, yeah, no, that, that movie's god-awful. Um, but yeah, I've also not seen these movies before, so this isn't a look back for me, this is just a review. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun, because these movies are kind of fun. Um, so... Be on the lookout for that next week. Same time, same place. Thank you so much to everyone who's been listening. Uh, thank you so much for, for helping us get to 69 episodes. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Thank you very much, nice. everyone. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. Nice. 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 <laughs> nice.